Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and uh, today's uh, podcast is about what's your ground zero. I watched a documentary once about an Italian um, a pianist, and uh, the, at the end of it, it was a very long documentary, but at the end of it, the interviewer asked, uh, why do you only play one composer? And why do you, you know, why don't you play everyone? And the, and the, and the answer was, because I have to defend what I do. And defend what I do for the, for the pianist was that he, uh, in his words, had to play each piece that he, re- he, pra- he presents to a concert. He has to play it at least um, 10,000 times, which means he's got to like it. It's got to be good for him. Second part is he has to play it, and those people who are listening, they will be critical or they will be listening to his interpretation of the composer. And when they question it, it's not like they're saying he did the wrong thing. He needs to be able to present to them a good case or a good reason why he believes that the way he interpreted the music was appropriate. So his words were he needed to defend what he did. Defend what we do sounds a little bit negative, but it's not. It's our ground zero. So, for example, if I were to be helping people with their lives, coaching them, but I couldn't talk about the topic of spirit, the human spirit, the human heart, I would very soon dry up and lose interest and not be able to defend the solutions that I provide or the brand that I help people build. For me, that's the foundation core of all the rest. I can let go. I, you know, if, if you said to me, well, what process do you use to help people get mentally balanced? And I say, well, I'm not really attached to them. I just use as many as I can. And what process do I use for setting goals? Well, I pinch and pilfer bits and pieces from sports stars and from uh, websites about goal setting and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not really addicted to my process for goal setting and I could it could come and go so I'm not really it's not my ground zero and so uh, 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 it goes around and there are certain things that I wouldn't let go of there are certain things that I believe are my ground zero one is the existence of spirituality in the world the human spirit which is for me the human heart and inside the human heart for me is a vision is a feeling of generosity kindness um, of the future of confidence of aspiration to deliver to other people what they want and help other people get what they want in life and be paid for it. So I really do believe that um, we all have one of these ground zeros and it's important for us. We're in a meeting. I remember really clearly, it's a really good story. I was uh, owning my engineering firm. We were turning over in in the tens of millions of dollars. Uh, We had a contract with Blue Circle Cement down at Berrima. The manager of the plant um, took me home for dinner. And as we sat at dinner um, the night um, we were there, um, cement dust filtered through and into everything. And I could sort of taste it in in my meal and I could taste it on the tip of my tongue when we were talking. And he said, yeah, the wind's blowing from a certain direction and the dust blows from the cement plant of which he was the general manager and they were renovating the plant and and installing a new kiln. And I was involved in that. And the next day when I went back and I thought, Dad, he's got kids and um, 
he's a good guy and I really liked him and I liked his partner and the children. We all had a good time, played a game of cricket in the garden and, you know, had a barbie, a few beers. And the next day I went back to the plant and, and it was, uh, I don't know, it must have been close on a billion-dollar project to build this new kiln and cement plant. I, I have no idea, but anyway, it's a lot of money. My part of it was $500,000. It was only half a million, half million dollars. It was a really small, and I was doing the dust filtration, not of the main kiln, but of the cement plant itself, of all the conveyors and all the... Um, the, the transfer systems, the loading systems, and, and it's a relatively easy and not really high-tech. And I said to him in his office that afternoon, the, the next day, I said, uh, I'll tell you what I can do. I've contacted my German uh, uh, licensor and I can improve the air pollution control output, in other words, reduce the amount of dust in the air, by a good 90% for just a few extra bucks. So it would cost you probably, I think the figure would have been uh, $40,000, dollars $40, extra over half a million dollars to install high-grade air filtration uh, uh, bag houses in, in uh, cloth in the bag house in the, in the cement uh, filtration process. And reduce the air pollution incredibly uh, from the cement plant. And the guy said, no, we can't afford it. And I, I sort of sat opposite him and, 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 you know, I was under a bit of stress and, and therefore um, and not really familiar with all the work I do in inner wealth at the moment, so therefore I didn't have an emotional shower in my toolkit. But I just burst into tears right in front of him in his office. And... You know, we weren't dressed in uh, white collar. We were out in, you know, this is Berrimer's down, down south of Sydney, so, and you're on, on site, so you don't really go dressed up in white shirts and a suit. But I just sat there and burst into tears in a, in a working environment. And I said, I just can't do this anymore. And I walked out the door, rang my business partner back in, in Melbourne on a mobile phone the size of a house brick and said, I have to sell. I have to get out. I can't do this anymore. And the truth is that my ground zero had been, I had found my ground zero. I had found a point at which I said, I just can't compromise this any further. And what I was, what I found myself compromising was the appetite to sit opposite somebody and do business with them and serve them by selling them air pollution control, but not being able to actually encourage them to be a good citizen or be a good leader or good, a good human or to talk to them about really the flow-on effect of their financial decision into the world of humanity. And, uh, and I had started the business originally because of the humanitarian aspect of air pollution control. And so I found myself in this, uh, I guess, being assaulted in my ground zero, and I had to defend myself. Now, $500,000 is too much to walk away from, so I couldn't defend myself. I had what they call the golden handcuffs on. I had to do the job, and I couldn't insult the client and bridge this gap. But I decided that I didn't want to do this anymore. And I, it was then that I started looking at the options I had around uh, going back to university and doing an MBA and working on leadership, uh, the you know, uh, people's 
consciousness around air pollution and their consciousness around environmental protection and their consciousness around the way they treat humanity uh, look at it from a different angle. And so that's when I, I, did, uh, I went to uni to study behavioural science, in fact, but uh, the only way at uh, um, New South Wales Uni at the time to study that was through an MBA. And I sold the business for a song. So I, I guess we all have a ground zero, and I, I think the conversation here, it's also we have a ground zero in relationship. Um, uh, when, uh, you know, when I was married to my first wife and I found out that she'd had an affair, that wasn't my ground zero. My, I still was willing to continue in a relationship with her. My ground zero was another topic, which I soon found. So we have our ground zero. It's really important to get those on the table so we know where the no-go zones are. I think um, I've seen several people that I've worked with over the years who've been in relationships where they started off in a relationship that's super friendly and then they got a little bit criticised by their partner and a little bit more criticised and a little bit more criticised and a little bit more criticised until criticism uh, became the default and they didn't realise how compromised they'd become in their relationship with that person. And I've found it in workplaces too where a leader who is a structural leader, not necessarily a spiritual leader of a group, has put people down and, and abused their trust and, and uh, criticised them and not give them any uh, encouragement and sort of um, diminished their team. Uh, and, it, it, and when I've come in, I've realised that that diminishment has become the default. And so when we don't have a ground zero, we don't have uh, lines in the sand or... or uh, things that we stand for in the world, we, the things that we believe are healthy for us to do. We're willing to let both the good news go out the window and also the bad news come in the window. And that means we, our default, how we're treated by a partner, how we're treated by our company, how we're treated by our children, how we treat people, starts to become uh, adaptable. And I think when it comes to this topic uh, and and when we're talking about personal brand and trustability and reliability, when it comes to this topic, I think we do need some very fundamental awareness, like the pianist had, that of our ground zero, that we can defend decisions based on the fact that we believe in this topic. Now, we know from uh, the laws of nature that there is nothing, nowhere to stand, that every righteous position we take is just a temporary aberration that we've made up. But so I don't, I don't think moral high ground is what we're saying or being better than other people is what we're saying. I don't think in any way I'm better or worse than the manager at the cement plant. I think he was operating into the conditions of his job. It's just that I didn't want to operate in that space. I want to operate in a space where good-hearted people do good-hearted things and are very conscious of the impact of their decisions on both financial and humanistic aspects of life. So it may be wise at this point to make some notes about your ground zero and, and just think for yourself when you're in your coaching session, what are my three or four ground zero points that you say, I just would not compromise this if I saw abuse taking place in the business or uh, uh, discrimination or something of the sort. At what point do you say that has crossed my line and I will defend 
my position on that strongly. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.